0: Welcome to the Jim K. Ford Sends Nation podcast, with former TSN radio host Steve Warren and the coach Greg Kennedy. He shot,
1: and that hit iron, I think. Looks like he had. Now check check in front!
0: All right, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up today, the Stanley Cup final is nearly set. It'll be Florida versus another team that you don't care that much about. We'll get into that. We'll talk about uh, three reasons why Pierre Dorian should get to finish what he started. I know we got a moratorium, Greg, on the ownership talk. We threw that in there last week, but uh, it's just getting so silly in some cases. Looking in your direction, Nico Sparks Group but I can't resist getting into that a little bit as well. It's all still ahead today here on the program. It is Steve Warren along with the coach, Greg Kennedy. Greg, how are you today? I'm good, Steve, a bright, sunny morning. It's a wonderful yeah. day in the neighborhood, isn't it? It certainly is. Yes, it's beautiful. And it's supposed to be a absolutely nice weekend, and so, yeah, this is the best time of the year. The bugs are getting bad, though, I find. In my neck of the woods, I got bugs that could carry you away. Well, that's what you get when you live out in the middle of nowhere, pal. True. Well, even bugging us... We were at the Walter Baker Sports Center and having a pint afterward and standing on asphalt, no trees you know, within about, I don't know, 80 yards of us, and yet they were still uh, hassling us a little bit. Anyway, tis the season, but it's nice that uh, the warm weather is upon us. But the Stanley Cup final churns on. Are you of the opinion, before we get into things, that the Stanley Cup final should be awarded by now? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I was thinking about it earlier this week. Was it Wednesday or Thursday? Was was May the twenty fourth, and I still remember nineteen eighty May twenty fourth, Nyström in overtime, and I thought to myself, yeah, it still goes in. We still got another two weeks to go. Uh, there's got to be a way, isn't there? Unfortunately, I think the only way to do it is to have a shorter NHL regular season, and I don't know that the that the players would ever. Well, the players might like that, but I don't know that the owners would ever agree on that. So really, we're kind of stuck with it unless they start earlier and they don't like starting earlier because they have NFLs and and MLB is still ongoing in the World Series. So I don't know
0: that it's ever going to come. But to answer your question, yes, I I believe it should be over by now. Yeah, I find it silly now because if you're also an NHL fan and you have kids and they're in hockey, like the minor hockey season is in total full swing by the time the nhl season begins in the first or second week of october like if you're playing competitive or rep or whatever you know some of those some of those teams are being made in august for goodness sakes and so uh to me it, it, the whole hockey season whether you want to talk minor hockey or the nhl everything just feels out of alignment to me
1: Yep, it's it's well. You know what? Is it still some sort of carryover from uh, from COVID times? We're still trying to get used to things. Like when did they give out that Stanley Cup that year? So we're still trying to get used to things. But it, there's got to be a better way, and hopefully, well, I shouldn't even say
0: hopefully. It's not going to change.
1: This is what it is, and it's going to be this way for
0: for a long time now. I fear. Yeah. How about the Florida Panthers, though? As we jump into things onto the Stanley Cup final, and just I mean, Carolina was a fabulous team all season long and they were a great team throughout the playoffs and you could probably make a great argument. They were a great team in this series. I tend to agree with Rod Brindamore who, uh, you know, he looks at it and he says, yeah, history will say we got swept. So people will say we got dominated, but it wasn't like that. We actually, with a bounce here or there, we could have swept them very tight series. Probably I'd say maybe the closest sweep you're ever going to see.
1: Yeah. Weird. It's, Carolina just couldn't score. Yeah, they they could not score, and and that that's got everybody talking about the Bob and and uh, Sergei Bobrovsky and possibly winning a Conn Smythe. It just came down to they got out goaltended. They they got goalied, as a as a friend of ours would say. They got goalied in a round, and it just it you can't score. You combine that with a goalie who's standing on his head, and yeah, you could have close games, and and close games can always go. Somebody's got to win a close
0: game. One team just happened to win all four of them. If there was a Hurricane Slayer, that would be Matthew Kachuk. Game one, overtime winner. Game two, overtime winner. Game four might as well have been an overtime winner because it happened with five seconds left in the hockey game. Just a phenomenal performance in terms of clutchiness. And then uh, the third game, I think, was a one nothing victory. So three effectively overtime games and a one nothing victory. Like I say, that's about as close as it gets. Are you, as far as the Consmite goes, are you on Team Kachuk or Team Bobrovsky?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, you know what, Steve? I think I'm on Team Bobrovsky. I, I think uh, he's just been – let's, let's not forget that uh, hockey writers will vote on this, and hockey writers love a good story. And I think there's two really good stories here. You know, the, the emergence of Matthew Kachuk coming out uh, uh, off the trade and and shining for that team and pretty much putting him on her, on his back through some series with with big goals. But Bravrovsky has been there like every single night. Yes, Brady – or sorry. Yes, Matthew scores a game-winning goal here and there. But Brodsky, every game since he's come in and relieved uh, the young Lion kid there has been phenomenal. And, and And the fact that he was so bad last year – the fact that he is older, I mean, it brings back, uh, i like, I don't know. Who who can you compare it to? There's been times where a goalie gets hot, but a goalie gets hot after coming off a terrible season. Let's not forget, he wasn't even the starter down the stretch. He wasn't the starter for game one of the playoffs. There really isn't a story like it. Maybe Edmonton when they had, uh, oh, help me out. Who was the goalie who helped, took Rollison. Rollison, yeah, maybe it compares to Dwayne Rollison. but otherwise, you haven't really seen anything like this. Uh, I, I'd, I'd be voting for Berbowski, unless, of course, Matthew goes ahead and scores four game winners in the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> then you maybe have to take him. I
0: guess. What What do you think? Yeah, I'd tend to go goaltending, but we do have another we do have another round to go. But if I was to, because yeah, I think that's been the biggest difference. I've, I've, mm-hmm. I, I, it's funny. It's uh, you know, you, you cover the Senators and. Uh, I can't believe Florida is the Atlantic representative with all the extreme firepower they've got at the top of that division. And 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 there's no, no shortcuts taken. You could look at some Stanley cup finalists throughout history and you'd say, you know, they wouldn't have been there if not for this team getting knocked off by that team. Or, you know, they, the Florida Panthers went through the three elites in the Eastern conference. Effectively. Mm-hmm. You had, and in fact, those are three of the top four teams overall in the NHL, and Florida took them down, and in some cases fairly easily. And uh, so full marks for where they are right now, for sure. Yeah, and but
1: before we move on, don't you just love watching Matthew uh, celebrate these uh, these OT winners and just walk off the ice? The only thing missing, I, I can't believe he didn't think of it, was he should just drop his stick right there on the ice like, like a mic drop. Just throw the stick on the ice and walk off. That's the only thing missing from this, from this newfound celebration. I love watching it.
0: I, well, that's the thing. You don't get to watch it, though. He he's, leaves the ice surface. I, I'd like him to hang around for a minute. You know, those two no. over time. Games one and two, he just, like, leaves the ice. I, I mean, it's cool and everything, but I feel like once he does it, I'm like, well. Now what? Yeah, now what? what do I, who do I <laughs> applaud here? Anyway, it's a little unusual, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. And uh, Brady Kachuk watching it all, of course. And the Watermaker to- Trophy uh, won by... Noted Florida Panther fan, with the exception of Aaron Ekblad. Um, Brooks Kepka was at the game the other night, and there was Brady Kachuk gulping from the PGA Championship Wanamaker Trophy. That was cool. It was fun. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just, uh, they, uh, I want to see him start. Uh, I want to see him drink out of that other trophy that uh, the boys <laughs> are trying to win. But uh, uh, yeah, he's Brady. Strikes me as a guy that uh, is going to have a very. He's going to be not just. He's drinking lustily from life when you get down to it, isn't he?
1: Oh, yeah. This kid, this kid has fun, man. He has a lot of fun, but at the same time, you see a side of him. Like, watch him play a game. See his leadership in the ice. See his his work ethic every night is so evident. Uh, the things he does in the community. He really is so well rounded. And uh, and then when you see him have fun like at the crazy horse or or uh, or this stuff here that he's doing, drinking with Brooks Kepka. Uh, why not? Let the guy
0: blow some steam off. He's enjoying life and things are going well for him. Uh, a couple other things with uh, Florida now moving on to the final. We thought that uh, Vegas would just as quickly uh, join them there, but uh, they had a 3-0 lead on Dallas and uh, the Stars stave off elimination. Vegas could make it to the cup final with a win on Saturday night. Everybody's got their storyline. I get that there's it's not like there's no storylines with Florida versus Vegas, for example, but By comparison with all the other storylines and teams with legacy and history, for me anyway, I'll I'll get your take on it, but Florida and Vegas, there's absolutely (laughs) nothing for me as a hockey fan.
1: (laughs) It's Gary's NHL. Welcome to it. Yeah. To Sunbelt. We the North. (laughs) <laughs> the Vegas Vegas Golden Knights we we for those of you who missed it of the four teams left in the playoffs Vegas by 1 degree uh are the fur- were the furthest north team still still around in the playoffs and that's hilarious. Yeah. But no it's just it's the NHL we deal with now and and um I guess a- as a purist um you know you want to see good hockey and we've seen great games and in that sense does it matter who's playing not really but as a old-time traditionalist yeah i i am a little bit ticked that uh you know that we're not seeing some of the more established teams competing here i guess you kind of take the good with the bad and uh in my case i i appreciate watching a good game and uh we've seen a lot of good games in the playoffs this year
0: yeah for sure all right we'll take a time i i guess my feeling would be that i just want to have an emotion one way or the other about the two teams are chill uh, a little bit, yeah, a little okay. bit with Mark Stone, you got, you and, got and you could look and Whitey over there on the other side. You've got emotions for White and Duclair.
1: No, <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, you know, yeah, they're former senators,
0: they are for sure. They are for sure. It's uh, kind of grasping at straws for me to. I mean, of those three, before we go to break, of those three, yeah. whether it's Stone, Duclair, White, is there a who if you're a Sens fan which of those 3 do you most regret not having in a Sens uniform? Cuz oh, it seems like Stone Stone's the best player granted yeah. but there are a lot of people who have the same take and that it's like oh that contract though it's going to look really bad right. in the last 2 3 years. Yeah on on its most base level which which player would I rather
1: have? I'd rather have Mark Stone right. and money be damned.
0: Yeah, Duclair has nine points, so he's doing okay in the playoffs, but uh, end of the day, pretty easy question. Introducing the all-new 2023 Ford Bronco Sport, now available at Jim K. Ford. With its rugged design and off-road capabilities, this SUV is built for adventure. Whether you're heading off the beaten path or just cruising around town, the Bronco Sport delivers performance, comfort, and style. With four-wheel drive, terrain management system, and advanced safety technology, you can take on any road with confidence. Adventure awaits at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or jimkford.com. At Jim K. Fort Lincoln, we say us. ADSS Global is your trusted partner for all your accounting and financial management needs. Our team of certified SAGE 300 experts will help you streamline your financial operations, optimize your cash flow, and improve your bottom line. We have the solutions. Hear what one of our satisfied customers has to say. The Algonquin Students Association has been with ADSS for over 10 years. Mark and his ADSS team are reliable and respond quickly to our requests and needs. Call ADSS Global today at 613-221-5950 or email mcashman at adssglobal.net. Right then, welcome back to our program. Couple of things. Lots of ownership talk right now that, uh, honestly, we put a moratorium on it last week, but at the same time, This Nico Sparks group just continues to do things that make me want to talk about it. Maybe that's the idea. But uh, May the 15th was the day for final bids, and yet Nico Sparks group just keeps on doing things like throwing extra celebrities onto their pile (laughs) and apparently uh, looking for investors still. And to me, that makes him a really, really easy cut at this stage of the game? Because you aren't hearing that from the other three groups, Greg. Yeah, I find it very strange.
1: I, I thought that the the gap between the first bids and, and the second bids or something, I thought in there was due diligence time. And basically the due diligence was making sure that, uh, that people had the money they said they had or said they have, however you want to word it. I just find it strange that these stories are coming out, that these guys maybe don't have the, the financial wherewithal to to be successful with this bid, okay. So if that's the case, then lop them off. Like you, maybe you don't want to make an announcement already. Okay, here's the winner because we're not quite there yet. Maybe, but could you at least say, hey, we went from four, we're down to three. You know, let let something leak out Or sorry. Let something come out officially as opposed to stuff being leaked out.
0: All three of the other bids, Greg, seem to be in pretty decent shape. But I guess at the end of the day, we really don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes. When I hear about Nico Sparks, you know, trying to curry favor with these Canadian celebrities he's bringing on board, some of whom can't possibly have NHL ownership level money looking in your direction, Donovan Bailey. I just think to myself, they can't possibly be competitive, but you you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You've got the Michael Andlauer bid. He seems to be a front runner for the great connections he has along with the money. You've got the Kimmel brothers. He's got connections to former Penguins owners or part owners, minority owners, and they've got money as well. But the the money that's really, if I'm just random guy on the street, that's being offered something. The guy that just put $6 billion earlier this month as a bid to buy the Washington commanders in the NFL $6 billion. That's hard not to uh, take pretty damn seriously. I'm speaking of Steve, and I'm going to try this now. Apostolopoulos. Uh, I'm getting better at it. That's good. Thank you. But if, if you can step up and offer to buy a team for $6 billion, the NFL eventually went with somebody else, by the way, the New Jersey Devils owner. Um, if you could put up $6 billion for an NFL team, the Sens price tag seems pretty damn manageable, doesn't it? <laughs> you would think so.
1: Stevie A. We're going with the the A-dog. Stevie the Greek. Whatever. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like he's got a lot of cash. Uh, but, of course, there are other factors involved. Uh, and you, sure. you highlighted the two groups that have uh, prior connections to the NHL Board of Governors as having been at least minority owners in a couple different teams. That, no doubt, plays into this. Um, the, the, maybe the price, maybe the bid went up. Maybe somebody's bid went high enough. And then Nico Sparks group there who have the backing of Goldman Sachs, I believe it is maybe Goldman Sachs said that's as much as we're giving you. And that's why they're snooping around looking for partners and more money because they want to make an even bigger bid now. But I I, I got to believe it's down to those three as everybody seems to be reporting. Uh, I think I'd be happier with, with, one of the other two, though, as opposed to Stevie the Greek, because they've got NHL connections in the past, and I think they know what's going on and, and understand the ins and outs and the nuances and how things work. And I think they would probably be better groups for the, for the long-term situation here in Ottawa.
0: I was wondering how the process would actually shake down. You know, the biggest purchase I've ever had in my life is the, you know <clears throat> the purchase of a home, and sometimes you're in there bidding against other people and how that works. You know, they don't allow for an auction process when you're buying a house. You know, give your best offer, and then the owner gets to choose one of them. Uh, there's no going back to other people. Well, this guy offered this. Do you want to beat that? I feel like the longer that the send sale goes on, that there probably is a behind the scenes auction. Oh, I would
1: agree. I'm sure that's part of it. Uh and not just the financial part of it. It's not just look they're they're offering this much money. It's that hey, they're offering to do this and this and this within the community or they're offering to add this to their their bid. I think there are other things involved besides just the dollar amount, which is what leads me to believe that possibly it won't go to the highest bidder. Right? It could easily be going to the the second bidder or yeah. the third bidder because of some of the intangibles that that group brings. So, I, um, I, yeah, would they like to get it up as high as they can? Of course they would, especially with the situation in Arizona right now. The NHL wants to get as much money as they can on this sale, so then get big bucks out of Arizona if that ends up being a sale. Or there's even been talk again lately of expansion. You want to get more money for expansion. So, the higher the dollar amount you can get, uh, the better. But at the same time, you've got to be leery about. Who's behind the group, and uh, and what kind of people are going to be involved with it? And do they seem like normal people, or are they a little screwy? You don't want to you don't want a Harold Ballard or stepping in here just because he's got the biggest check. That's not necessarily the guy you want. You don't want John Spano, the guy that tried oh, yeah. to buy the Islanders, didn't have a dime. <laughs> right. One of the greatest right. thirty for thirties ever made. I'd like to see a thirty for thirty on this process for this team. This this would be pretty interesting too.
0: Yeah, it probably would be. Although the Sens expansion team was in the same boat. They didn't really have any yeah, money. They yeah, just nothing. said yes to everything and then eventually got the money. <laughs> but uh, that was $50 million. A little different. $50 million versus uh, what could be close to a billion, they say. Uh, Frank Saravalli is an interesting report back to the Nico Sparks bid, said uh, on Twitter today. More alarming details are surfacing now about the Nico Sparks-led bid to buy the Senators. Sources say within the last 24 hours, the Sparks Finance Group is still soliciting funding This is somewhat of an urgent matter, the Sparks Group wrote to prospective investors. Smacks of desperation and really difficult to understand why they remain in the mix. All right, in a moment, we'll talk a little bit about the future of GM Pierre Dorian here in Ottawa. But uh, like you were just saying, Greg, Dorian is still on the job. He is currently overseas doing a little scouting at the World Hockey Championships, and obviously found somebody he likes. It is a Team Finland defenseman who has a apparently a booming shot, right shot defenseman, Palo. Matinpalo. Nikolas Matinpalo. I hope that's right. It's a one-year entry-level contract, and uh, don't know a ton about him, but he played for Team Finland. And uh, if you're on the national program in Finland, which is a very good one, by the way, uh, you can't be bad. Sounds like it'd be a depth, though a depth situation but we shall see but uh dorian is uh active and 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 working things and of course he uh, a few weeks ago re-signed belleville's head coach david bell to come back for another year so he is uh sounds like it's business as usual for pierre dorian yeah it, it, well but it makes sense
1: like you've got a you got a team to run here like people are looking at the at, at the leafs without a gm and wondering who's running the shop there well well here you have a guy in place. So yeah, he should be committed to doing his job. And that would include finding players and signing players and scouting. And I'm, I'm a little concerned about the kid they signed. I read an article not too long ago, listing off the top European free agents that are out there. And this guy's name was nowhere to be found on it. Um, But then I'm also reading stuff that's saying, well, you know, maybe that means you don't have to re-sign Hamanick. I'm like, whoa, hold your horses. Let's see what the guy can do first, get him into training camp. But Basically, he just had a big breakout year in the uh, La Liga uh, over there in in uh, in Europe, and and produced well. He had like sixteen or eighteen points this past season. Play defense, not a bad not a bad season because he only played about fifty sixty games there. So maybe he's the guy. Maybe he's a player down the road. Maybe he's another Zub. Uh, well, only time
0: will tell, I guess. Yep, six foot two, two hundred two pounds, big boy. And uh, age of 24, so we'll see. And, uh, yeah, and Dorian also signed check-free agent winger Yuri Smichael fairly recently. He's expected to compete for a bottom six role at Ford for the Sens. Pierre Dorian. I've been back and forth on him. I think I'm pretty clear on the record, Greg, that I felt like the Sens a while back should have made a coaching change. I'm still in that camp. With Pierre Dorian, I haven't been positive. I'm kind of on the fence. Some days I'm feeling, oh, yeah, clean house new regime, all that. But I also go, there's still some good things that have happened here in the last little while. And so I've got three reasons for you why Pierre Dorian should remain on as general manager of the Ottawa senators. And before we get into that, this was Pierre Dorian right at the end of the season when he was asked by the media, whether or not he feels he'd be back as GM of this team next fall. Obviously, we're going to have new owners. We don't know exactly when they'll take over. I think Gary Bettman said they want to get it right. Um, You know what? It's been a lot of fun for me going through this process, getting the chance to talk with multiple groups. Uh, Not many GMs get a chance to do this. And, you know, it's been presented our plan from the start, where we're going, where we think we'll be. Um, I have a contract in place. I think this team is headed in the right direction. We don't have one bad contract. Um, Maybe we don't have as many picks this year as we've had in other years, but that was part of the plan. So I'll let those people decide, my faith, but I know this team is headed in the right direction for multiple years to come. So there is Senator G.M. Pierre Dorian. What do you think of that comment, by the way, that they don't have one bad contract? Would you agree or disagree? (sighs) I
1: think that there's potential for some of the contracts to become bad. Right. Right. I, I, I looked at Thomas Shabbat, the first and foremost there. Um I, I don't does does Claude Giroux suddenly fall off a cliff in his third season that you kind of had to give him to make sure he was gonna come? Does that year look bad? I, I does Josh Norris remain to be remain a uh an injury prone player and his contract looks bad. I think if you look at it right now, based on everybody in their lineup, he's probably right. There yep. really isn't a bad contract there. I would yep. agree with that.
0: He's done a good job. Yeah, I think so. And I would say that those would be the two names that come to mind for me, Shabbat and Norris, but uh, there's a, what if to it, you know, what if Shabbat continues on, you know, the type of season he had last year, which I thought was uh, below par for him, uh, but he did have an injury. And so you have to take that into account, mm-hmm. and with Josh Norris, you hope that that shoulder is fully healthy if it is, I have nothing but uh belief that that contract will look good, but that is a big if as well, so those would be the two. I have no concerns about Giroux, like even if he fell off the map in the next two years, and I don't expect that to be the case. What he gave us in year one is yeah. almost worth it. He was that good this past season. he was a Matthew Joseph may not look too good, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true, you know that's a lot to spend for a guy that. You know, is uh putting up the numbers he does and, and honestly I like the speed and everything, but I want I want guys that are you know, come to the playoffs. I want them to be running guys through the boards and things. Um anyway, yeah. So those are some possibilities, but uh, back on back on track here. Yes. Three reasons why Pierre Dorian should stay. I mean, he is riding a six year playoff drought and there is new ownership about to arrive in Ottawa. So no guarantees. And these are the three reasons why I think he should be. And the first one is easy. He has three years left on his contract and a club <laughs> option for the third year in there. Um, I think that's uh, that speaks for itself. If I'm a guy, no matter how much money I have, if I've just spent a billion dollars and now I've got to go get a new GM and spend, I don't know, whatever the contract is for a new GM, uh, I'm not going to be too wild about that. Particularly when, you know, there's an argument to be made for Dorian to kick the tires on him, see myself, you know, run alongside the apple cart for a while before upsetting it. Um, I think that the contract is is abs- absolutely a huge thing. And that's the second one that he, he, he represents the path of least resistance because um, he's going to be busy with other things. Whoever the owner is, he's got all these different big picture issues transitioning to a new role. I think he'll want to see how everything works. And the longer this thing goes on, I think the better the chance that Dorian stays on. Any thought on those first two? By the way, um, I would. I, my thought on the contract
1: is is the other side of the coin here. I've just spent a billion dollars to take over this hockey team, and uh, I don't think this is the right guy. I, like, get him out of here. I don't care if, what it costs. He's he's not the right guy for me. And I think that if you spent a billion. Uh, four or five hundred thousand to get rid of a guy probably isn't all that much of a problem. Um, the second point, I would agree. He is the path of least resistance. He is the guy that has been here through it all and has has done a fairly good job and has gotten better and better in his role. I think, except for you know a couple little things here and there, goaltending, uh, inability to find things when it's it, when it's needed. As far as upgrading, using current pro hockey players, in other words, pro scouting. But he is the path of least resistance he's done a good job. I think there's really one of three outcomes here. Whoever buys this team either uh fires him outright and hires a replacement or bumps him upstairs and hires a replacement or hires somebody above him who keeps him That's not right, right. yeah, so yeah yeah, you need a president so it's either it's either a new president who who Fires Dubas or Dubas. <laughs> it's either a new president who <laughs> fires Pierre, or Pierre becomes the president, hires a different GM, or you just hire a new GM. Like, I'm not sure which way they're going to go, but it's got to be one of those three things,
0: right? So I'm batting five hundred with you. Um, yeah, I, I think mean, so. and, and and to clarify, I mean, I think you know, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be up to the whim of the new owner, obviously. How you and I feel about. What our spending aspirations will be at that stage? I mean, that's that's probably an individual choice. But if Kyle Dubas, for example, because that's one of the names that's floating around out there, the Sens wanted to bring him in. You know, he wouldn't come cheap, and uh, then it would just come down to you know, obviously you can tolerate it financially. You just spend a billion dollars, and that's chump change by comparison. But you might also feel some level of spending fatigue at that stage. So I guess just
1: up to the whoever the owner is. And if it is a Dubas, you you you're gonna get his thoughts and maybe Dubas's look, uh look, make me president uh, and I'll keep Pierre or make me president and I'll fire Pierre or make mm-hmm. Pierre president and Dubis's GM to go back to my three things. But I think it comes down to priorities. You just bought this hockey team. What's your number one priority? Is it to uh, community events? Is it to increase uh, ticket sales or is it to put a better team on the ice? So I, I don't know what kind of priorities these, these three groups that are left, what they have, but if their number one priority is improving the team on the ice, then yeah, I would expect a decision on Dorian. But if their number one priority is something else, then they sit back and wait.
0: Right. And then the third thing, and I think this is the biggest one for me when you get down to it, it's that he's actually done a really good job. He put together an outstanding top six, Kachuk, Stutzla, Giroux, Norris, Batherson, Debrinkit. Back end, you've got Jake Sanderson, Jacob Chikrin, Thomas Shabbat. You'd throw in an emerging Eric Brandstrom potentially. That's debatable, of course. Um, but that's not bad. I mean, there's still Gletchers here. You got to get a goalie. You maybe want to deal with the coaching and all that. But uh, when I see what he's been able to put together, it's pretty good unto itself before we even consider anything else. But to put that together with Eugene Melnick as your boss, like with that guy in his ear, looking over his shoulder, meddling, running interference to do all this with all that. That's pretty impressive. And I think he's at this stage, he deserves the opportunity to move forward. Let's see what he can do with a little bit of the autonomy, the standard autonomy that the average NHL GM would receive. And that is bang
1: on. That is your number one reason why he should stay is that uh, all the work that he has done, he deserves the opportunity to see it through. Uh, this guy's been loyal. He, he's an Ottawa boy. He's an Orleans guy, uh, a hockey family. His father was a scout for decades. Uh, he's been in the business a long time. He's been, uh, he was an employee in Ottawa. He left to, to, to pr- pursue his career and go higher in other organizations, came back to the senators. He's a loyal, loyal guy. And I think that that's worth something. And an Ottawa guy, that's worth something, too. And bilingual, that's worth something. There's a, there's a lot of positives there.
0: Yep, absolutely. And meanwhile, you don't know. I mean, what is? where's the evidence that Dubas would be an upgrade on Dorian anyway? So all stuff to consider as uh, the Senators oh, yeah. move forward. Oh, I will say one water. thing. Sorry to interrupt. Um, the, what's the number
1: one problem in Toronto is, is depth beyond the big guys – and a blue line and goaltending. <laughs> What's the number one problem here? Uh, probably depth beyond the top six. Uh, the blue line, which now appears to be fixed. And goaltending. Kyle Dubas had a long time to fix those problems in Toronto and never found the right combination in his bottom six to get them over a hurdle.
0: At Jim K. Ford, we know that your business is your livelihood. That's why we offer a wide range of Ford commercial vehicles and Ford Pro services to meet all of your professional needs. Whether you're looking for a tough, durable pickup truck or a spacious cargo van, we have the perfect vehicle for you. And with Ford Pro, we make it easy to customize your ride with options and business solutions that are tailored to your unique requirements. Take your business to the next level. Come on down to Jim K. Ford or visit us online at jimkford.com. Jim K. Fort Lincoln. Say yes. We will know the finalists in the Stanley Cup final as of tonight, Vegas taking on Dallas. I shouldn't say that. That's ridiculous. But the, the series does continue. Um, I'm expecting Vegas to win, which is probably why I'm jumping ahead of things. But uh, Vegas and Dallas go tonight and Vegas with a 3-1 series lead there. Florida awaits the winner. So enjoy that. Enjoy the fine weather we're enjoying, and it's a lot of enjoying in there. (laughs) Steve and Greg, we appreciate you being with us here today, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Steve. I enjoyed it. (laughs) good. (laughs) I enjoyed your enjoying. Thanks for being with us on the Jim K. Ford Sends Nation podcast. Please subscribe and review. Share the show with your friends and followers, or become a member on Patreon. Check out our website today at SensNationHockey.com.